jouw Haagse Stadsradio. 100% Tot 3 uur Radio Tonka. Al 25 jaar het geluid van de Haagse underground. Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to uh, the first edition of Grimori. Uh, with uh, and this today we are here with uh, me, Duister Bardo, and Arthur Elsner. And uh, well, you will soon hear more what we are going to do tonight. And, uh, what's going to happen after this as well? Clytus, I What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet. Earth. How peaceful it looks. <laughs> Most effective, Your Majesty. Will you destroy this uh, Earth? Later. I like to play with things a while before annihilation.
Okay. Well, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, Arthur Elsner is now going to be your host, actually. But uh, I also will uh, still partake in this uh, show. Yeah, you will be our, our fallback, right? Or or, and, or and an interviewer for this uh, evening. Uh-huh. <clears throat> All right. Um, yeah, uh, Bardo, it's it's very kind of you that you want to share your 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 airspace with us uh, from the III, right? Yeah, um, I was actually uh, thinking uh, it would be a nice opportunity to just uh, go for a small uh, sabbatical, basically. Did you need it? The sabbatical, or...? Yeah, well, I've been doing this for many years now, and uh, like only with a few uh, holidays in between, maybe. So it's good to sometimes take a break, I think, and uh, reflect on the things you're doing in life. Well, uh, for me, it's, uh, that's actually the opposite, because I had a break for, uh, we just calculated it, something like eight years from doing local radio um, that I had been <coughs> doing for about ten years in uh, Groningen on Radio Oog. That's the local radio station, which I think is a little bit similar to uh, Den Haag FM. And um, I did the radio show there together with um, Jeroen de Boer. Um, and we mostly looked at music and sound and everything in between. Um, what is music? What is sound? What have people been doing with sound? Uh, so it's not necessarily music. It can also be poetry. It can be sound art. It can be anything related to sound. <coughs> and uh, I brought a couple of examples as well. So we can uh, listen to that later on perhaps. Um, but now... Um, yeah, what, what, shall I introduce myself further or do you, um, what, what would you like? That's a very good question. Uh, I think uh, it would be nice if you introduce yourself. Uh, I can also uh, maybe mention a few things. Uh, because, uh, well, another reason why I was actually quite, uh, how do you say this, uh, honored actually to uh, have you uh, take over my show for some time is that, uh, well, you have a very interesting background. <laughs> You are, yeah, of course, uh, an artist. Yes. And also, you have been active in the pirate uh, scene, radio scene. Yeah. Which I was actually quite surprised to uh, hear about. Yeah. Um, when you want to talk about my radio past, that actually started when I was really young. Uh, I think when I was 10 years old or something, I built my first radio transmitters, basically from parts of radio and television that I found on the street. Um, and I built my own radio transmitters. I started my stations and so on. Mostly just to talk with other people and so on. And that later on uh, progressed into uh, creating my own radio stations. And also pirate television stations I also have had. <coughs> and I also made a lot of gear for all kinds of other radio stations. But I was really bored with what they were doing. So that's why I started my own radio station later on. Um, because most of these pirates, they just try to be, to be a commercial radio station. And you already had many of those stations, so I never got it. Like, why do you want to do the same thing? Right? Mm-hmm. So that's why <coughs> we started um, another radio station where we also explored um, anything that was happening in, say, the underground music scene. Mm, nice. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. It was very successful as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, personally, I've not been that long involved with uh, Pirate Radio. Like, I started here in uh, 2004, 
14, I think. I had a few uh, guest uh, shows and then later it quickly took off as a permanent show. Um, but of course Radio Tonka is already existing for more than 25 years and they really started out uh, from the squad scene in The Hague actually. Mm-hmm. Like with the idea, actually similar to yours, like to just offer some alternative music that you would normally not yep. hear. Um, and that seemed to have turned out uh, pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as an artist you uh, have also been making some very interesting works. Uh, so uh, well, I hope you. I hope you find it interesting. <laughs> no, but yes, yes, I have been doing all kinds of uh, experiments with. Uh, you know, my background is is for a great deal in electronics. Uh, I grew up with, mm-hmm. you know, found electronics on the street. That's basically how I got into ele- into electronics, mm-hmm. um, fixing them, you know, and then creating your own uh, uh, circuits and so on. And then, in the end, when I ended up in art school, in the end. Um, that was just my medium, electronics, because I know it very well. So I um, started to experiment basically with my own body and electricity mm-hmm. and to control my body with electricity. Uh, so with small electrical shocks, I could control uh, my muscles and I could, for example, uh, connect this up to a kind of radio device when people entered my space, uh, my body would respond automatically. Uh, you know, that, wow. that that kind of work I was experimenting with uh, around 1993. Okay. Yeah. Were you still in the art academy then? Or? Uh, I was in, uh, in, the, in the art school in Groningen. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, the Academy Minerva. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> And uh, well, you even ended up with a PhD on your... Uh, Uh, yeah, uh, you know, um, when I st- started to explore my body with electricity, um, I found out that I could control the whole face with uh, with small electrical uh, stimulation. Yeah, so I designed electronics to control my whole face. Mm-hmm. So then the my face basically became an extension of a computer. Yeah. Right? So the computer could control my face to express its thoughts, perhaps, or whatever you want to call yeah. it. But, but the funny thing was, I started with this, and I had done a couple of works, and then mostly I heard people say, oh yeah, you know, we have seen you with your electrodes on your face, you know, why don't you do something else? Mm-hmm. I said, no, I'm just starting. You know, because I saw this whole field or development in, in front of me, like, hey, no one has done this. As a medium, everything needed to be explored, basically. And that took me 20 years. Yeah. And I, then I, of course, ended up doing a PhD in exploring the, the computer-controlled human face as a medium for choreography. And I designed in this PhD... I, did, <coughs> I researched all the possibilities of, of the face uh, in its uh, capacity to, um, to express <coughs> and also to analyze what possible facial movement patterns are possible when you control a face with a computer. And I designed a language for this and a whole systematic exploration. Oh, that's really a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. But... <coughs> But um, and that's finished. So I ended up with a language for facial choreography. Oh wow! 
Yeah, that's, uh, I think it's very well expressed in your uh, most recent piece. Perfect Paul, right? That's the uh, last iteration? Yeah, that, that, that's more or less the, the final final of um, explanation of or a, a condensed summarize of my PhD in the form of a lecture performance. Yeah, yeah. it's really uh, explaining what it's all about and um, uh, it, what is very interesting to me is, <coughs> excuse me, that when you control the face with a computer, Instead of the brain, a brain is neural, and, the, and it also means it's quite slow. As soon as you control a face with a computer, the face becomes an extension of the quality of a digital system. Mm-hmm. So the face can respond much more quickly yeah. to, uh, to the stimulus. So the face can do all kinds of stuff you can't do yourself. Mm-hmm. As a, uh, when you try to learn to play a uh, musical instrument, It's a lot of muscle control you need to get to uh, a certain accuracy uh, to play very nice uh, or correctly music. With a computer, that's very easy. You don't have, (laughs) you can just program it and it does it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's interesting to essay. When you um, apply this to the face, then the face (coughs) can do sync to, for example, music. Within a couple of milliseconds, right? And you can't do this yourself at all. Wow. Yeah, that's a <coughs> very interesting perspective. <coughs> also, sorry, with uh, sorry for my throat here, but <laughs> but um, it's nothing to worry about. No, <laughs> no, but you know the 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 fun part for me is that that you basically unveil. A, a hidden uh, uh, ex- expressive expressiveness of the face that has not been visible before. Uh, so that's completely uh, new. I hope I'm not uh, turning down the wrong volumes, but uh, oh, yeah. Well, things always go wrong here. That's Adio yeah, Tonka. Um, I like that actually. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the beauty. So uh, uh, what, ah, we can go. We to have a question. Yes. From the audience here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we also have uh, <laughs> Yoon Lee here from the III. <laughs> Hello, Yoon. Hi. Hello. Hello. Okay. Welcome. Yeah. It's nice to also have you here. Thank you for, thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the main question, well. Yes, Arthur, what are you doing here today? Well, today I'm announcing um, the, this new radio program that will be on air here for a while. And um, every month we will do this, I believe. And um, what we will do, there is this incredible uh, artist collective, you could say, in, uh, in The Hague. It's called the III. It's the Instruments Inventors Initiative. The III, yeah, so it's not about II, but um, it's about artists that explore as well uh, instruments that they build or and instruments you have to take very broadly, I, I, uh, I assume. Huh? Um, and, um, <coughs> and they create art with that. Uh, and perhaps Jun can, ex- can, you, can you explain a little bit more? Uh, 
course. So IAI is a platform. It's a collective. It's an agency. Um, we host residencies. We have a project space in Morvike, Villandres uh, Park, 312. Um, but mostly supporting works at the intersections of uh, performance, art, technology, sound, uh, things appealing to the senses and uh, expanding the boundaries of the senses as well. Mm -hmm. Mostly coming out of the uh, department Art Science at KBK, where Arthur also teaches. I teach there, yes, that's right. Um, <clears throat> And art science is uh, an old department, actually. Um, it already exists more than 25 years. It was started in 1990, I believe, by Dick Rijmakers. And then it was called uh, Image and Sound. And that was later transferred uh, into another name called uh, Art Science because we had to broaden the scope a little bit. Um, and that's where we are now with uh, the art science uh, department at the Royal Academy of Art in The Hague here and the conservatory. Don't forget this. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was actually also something I was wondering. I don't know if you actually already know this. Um, something I recently discovered when uh, we had the 25 year Radio Tonka uh, celebration. There was also a, a large, uh, like, well, large was a tiny exhibition with the history of Radio Tonka. And then uh, I actually uh, read that uh, Radio Tonka was actually for some time. Uh, located in uh, the studios of art science, the, the master studio complex in the like late 90s or something. Oh, interesting. Yeah, really interesting. Before, actually, was before my time at art science. Yeah. Yes, I don't know anything uh, about it. I think the high time of Franz Evers and uh, yeah, <coughs> those guys. Yeah. So, um, <coughs> so there's hey, actually a special connection. Uh, shall we uh, play some music or something in between? Because otherwise it's only talking, right? Yes, that's right. Which is idea. nice. But at least I hope the, the listeners here like what we are talking about. But um, Would yeah. you like to play something? Well, yeah. Um, uh, let, me, let me check this out. This, I want to play something which is a, a long-time favorite of mine. It takes a bit long, perhaps, but we'll see if we can uh, take this. <laughs> um, let me see. Um, if that will play. I am vastly underappreciated as an artist in my time. I have every confidence that in the future, Years after I pass away, I will be in the pantheon of great artists. I will stand tall among artists of note throughout history. But for now, in my time, I must deal with the limitations of the people who I walk this miserable planet with. It is my burden, and I accept it. No truly great artist was ever fully realized in their own time. I expect no difference. But I want you to know that I know I am truly the 
greatest artist alive on earth right now. There is no other artist that even compares to how great I am. submit to you that I am a true artistic genius. No one who makes that claim is considered sane. And I know that as the words left my mouth, first thought you would have upon receiving them into your ears is that you were in the presence of a true, honest-to-God lunatic. Well, I am not a lunatic. I am brilliant. Often do I have to prove it? Greatness shines from every stroke of my brush. I am not beyond the need for acceptance, for love and respect. Okay, 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 Sean. Um, While it's true that I occupy great heights. What you listen to now is uh, Sean Landers, um, which is an artist um, from the United States, I, I believe. And he <coughs> like me. To encourage He's quite fond of himself, so apparently, um, as an artist. And um, this is, masterpiece you think it might be ironic, but it's deadly serious. Describe How do you know for sure, though? Yeah, that's what I say. As it is today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I found this, uh, I'm, a, I'm a collector no of uh, a lot of, do it as I can. yeah, what I call audio... You esoterics or something eh? so I collect all kinds of weirdness for uh, a very long time I think perhaps 40 years or something I, re- I collect I should, this kind I of stuff be. that I find on the net or on uh, records mm. or wherever and uh, this I found uh, on a website of the uh, I think it was WFMU that's a radio station in New York uow and one of the people the running that station or that's really important there is Kenneth Goldsmith so uh, he is a uh, writer and poem and he also has a very interesting website called ubu.com is every okay. from ubu roi yeah. <coughs> and that's um, ubu.com ubu.com Okay. And, and there he also collects exactly the same what I also collect. Uh-huh. All kinds of weirdness, uh, audio art, uh, sound poetry, sound art, uh, all kinds of uh, stuff. 
And I found this perhaps on this website uh, of him. Yeah. I submit to you that I am that man. And if you acknowledge it, I will rise to even greater heights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, okay. Uh, <laughs> so this was, uh, uh, yeah, this Sean Landers uh, artist, and th- this piece goes actually on for 15 minutes, I believe. So wow. um, it will humble. Interesting. The most jaded. Is this like a? Giving us a little view of what to expect in the coming months. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, what I will likely do find stuff that's related to the, the, the people that we will invite here for an interview. We'll see if there is a relationship to other pieces of music or sound that I will bring into the studio. And perhaps it's a contrast, or perhaps it, it underlines it a little bit, or something, someone else that does something similar, or I don't know. I will always look. I will look for uh, relationships with the artists Humanity. that we will invite here um, for an interview. Cool. When you think of the vastness of space and the smallness of this tiny planet, it sounds very deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you think how could we be significant? But we could go. You fall to a knee. And then you look to the heavens. Then back to earth. Yeah, I'm on the older microphone. Um so okay, we had enough of this uh, Sean Landers, right? All this Self-promotion, yes. greatness. It's typical. It's I, too I, much greatness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how far can you go when you take I, 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 I seriously? <laughs> then this is at the pantheon of the I, 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 I think, you know. But anyway, um, so <clears throat> I think we should just play something else. Um, do you have something, uh, Badel? Something well, I have to think of something I have with me right now. Uh, if I can... Uh, find it quickly enough yeah it should be here this is also like a a little bit megalomaniac I think but then more ironic so Uh. today's episode is brought to you by
Track 800 continues now. A Georgetown computer software company is helping police solve crimes involving motor vehicles. A program on CD-ROM by a company called Worldwide Information uses registry of motor vehicles records to create a database. Investigators then use the database to track suspects, even when few details are provided. Worldwide owner John Littorell says the company restricts access to the database to only law News Track 800 continues now. A Georgetown computer software company is helping police solve crimes involving motor vehicles. The program on CD-ROM by a company called Worldwide Innovation uses registered motor vehicles records to create a database. Investigators then use the database to track suspects. Continues now. A Georgetown computer software company is helping police solve says the company Zijn we nu naar aan het luisteren? Ja, natuurlijk. Het is uh, behoorlijk chaotisch, moet ik zeggen. Uh, het is zeker chaotisch. Het, is, het klopt ook, want dit is namelijk een random radiostation. Um, random? <laughs> random. Willekeurig. Hoe precies wordt het? Nou, ja, dit... Because I have been doing radio for a long time, I attempted to create an automatic radio station that, <coughs> that would scrape the internet and find sound files and then would build a, um, a playlist and then play that list automatically as well. Um, and this is then the result of of that search engine that I made and then playing the sounds automatically. 
And this is a long time ago. This is in 1999. I did this. So. Sounds like the ideal system for Den Haag FM. But when you're radio and yeah. At least you know. It's nice quality. You know, so you get all these these funny. Especially then in the 90s, people were collecting uh, websites with uh, loads and loads of sound files and sound bites. That is, they've all disappeared now. Uh, it, it's interesting, but yes, you do that, sir. So and then. What came out is, is for me is interesting because it's, it sounds like a party line or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or it sounds much like, say, the Williams mix of uh, John Cage, for example. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the, the, Not that specific one. Uh, but that's all. <coughs> With John Cage, you have a couple of radios and you would tune the radio stations to different stations mm-hmm. in, a, in a certain order. Yeah. And then you also get something like this. Yeah. yeah. So and it's just an example of what I'm interested in uh, uh, in terms of uh, experimenting with music, sound, the internet. It's also something that could come out of, say, the III. That's why I um, uh, also bring it, because I think artists experiment and then they might find this kind of um, funny, interesting mixes um, of sound uh, collages of sound files. Mm-hmm. Actually, this whole this thing has been played on radio four for half an hour. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think in 2000 or 2001 or so. And then the presenter said, oh yeah, yeah, we have to do art. My name is Andreas Born. <laughs> so he didn't really like it. Uh, oh, wow. yeah. oh well. Yeah, once I was like on a festival in the Netherlands uh, at uh, five o'clock in the morning. And uh, I had this uh, radio with me, like this ghetto blaster thing. And we were walking around the uh, camping and we listening to music. And then at some point the batteries went down because we were listening to CDs, but then the batteries went down. I was like, wait, we can still listen to radio because it uses less battery. So, and then the connection was, of course, really bad. And then mm-hmm. we're like alternating between all these different channels whilst like waving the radio around. And it was so brilliant. Yeah. It's like a noise and classical music combined mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was a really good moment for me in my artistic development, I think. But uh, I still yeah, miss well, this moment. You know, that kind of thing, that also reminds me, say, of, of uh, Dick Rijmakers, you know, <laughs> when he had this piece where he destroyed seven microphones or something and recorded the sound and, um, yeah, awesome. and as a piece and one of the pieces where was where he sunk a microphone slowly into water i believe mm-hmm. and then you also suddenly started to hear radio stations coming out of the oh, wow out of the microphone nice you know that's what artists do and that's interesting and that's why we have this show to show mm-hmm. people hey this is what artists do not only in the world but also here in the hague you know mm-hmm. and what people here in the art school also experiment with and also with the iii where this is being continued it's important that we also reach a little bit um, more beyond the walls of the gallery or the walls of of the art school the, the ether is perfect um, a perfect medium Mm, yes. Uh, so it's not. No, you know, it, it's important that it's in the ether and it's uh, on the FM band and not only on the internet. Say, the yes. internet is is a bubble, so you only have your small group of listeners. Mm-hmm. But in the ether, you have you, you come across many more people. 
Yeah. Yeah. People tuning in on the radio, in their car or in the kitchen, suddenly they hear stuff they have never heard. Yeah, I think that's a, a very specific and important quality of FM radio. Yes. Yeah, that's also why uh, with Radio Tonka we really didn't uh, accept uh, to be kicked off the ether, basically. Uh, because they were offering us, like, yeah, you can do on the internet and cable and stuff. But we were like, no, we want to stay on the ether because that's where you really reach people that would never find you. I think, you know, that's really essential. Because what you see happening also with, you know, all these uh, art initiatives everywhere, also in Amsterdam, for example, slowly, these were in the middle of the city, you know, in the center, and slowly these, these are all moved outwards. Yeah. yeah. To the periphery of, of these uh, cities. And I think that's problematic. Artists should be in the middle of the city and they should have an audience in the middle of the city. And the same with radio and on the FM band, you know, you have to be there as artists. We are just as important as, as, as a commercial radio station or someone else. Yes. So why should this be pushed uh, to the outside of everything? No. Art should be in the middle of the society. Well said. Hi, my name is Seymour Crowborn, and I want to tell you about a strange... one of the unknown persons who was seen in the bank on that mysterious case. Don't drive like my brother. Don't drive like my brother. See you later. Bye.
So this is the track Polar Coordinates from uh, Der Cyclus. And uh, actually it's also interesting to look into this uh, artist and music. As Der Cyclus is actually a side project from Doppler Effect. And Doppler Effect is uh, well, a pretty well-known techno collective from uh, Detroit. And uh, so that's basically how they started out. Um, and uh, but what fascinates me very much uh, from artists such as Doppler Effect, um, I forgot the name, the, the guy, the main guy behind uh, all these projects, but mm-hmm. um, is that uh, for me there's a very, very strong artistic component in their music, like even in their techno music, basically. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's techno, but there's very, like conceptually, it's really like on the edge, like it makes you feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way that yeah, makes you think about the topics that they kind of express through their titles and very minimal lyrics and stuff. And um, and this is one of their later projects, uh, which is uh, centered around uh, biotechnology and stuff like that. Do you know how this is made or not? Um, actually, it's uh, I once talked with uh, him. Um, Darn, why did I forget his name? Anyways, uh, he actually uses analog equipment. So mm-hmm. I was quite surprised because I was thinking he was like really into digital stuff by this time. Yeah. But he told me that everything he makes is made with analog synthesizers. And ah, that, uh, interesting. At least hardware synthesizers. Probably there's also some mm-hmm. uh, virtual... Uh, no, because it has such a rich texture. Texture yeah. That might explain it, uh, actually. Yeah, no. it's... Uh, <coughs> um, yeah, and we can probably make a little connection with... Uh, Back to your work. Oh no! Because uh, no. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you wanna wanna? Ask? I wanted to yeah. play a fragment also from your uh, uh, perfect pull. Oh, yeah. Work. Yeah. And uh, so it's actually mostly interesting as a visual work, I guess. But actually, like. Uh, so I saw your piece also at Fiber Festival or something like that a couple uh, of years ago. Yeah, I performed there in uh, Amsterdam. Yeah, in the Brakke Grond. Yeah. So I remember I was very curious, but also a bit like, hmm, what's this going to be? Because I knew, of course, you were going to do things with your face and elect- electrodes. Mm-hmm. And I was very surprised with the uh, with the text actually uh, that was uh, accompanying the mm-hmm. compo- the visual composition basically. Yeah. So uh, I will play a little bit of it, and then uh, maybe we can talk more. I, about I can it. explain, uh, but perhaps yeah. Play a little bit because that makes it more yes. uh, explainable. Exactly. I feel very much at home here because many of the persons in the audience are machines and perhaps a few dogs. I am very honored to speak my mind from my own computational perspective at the legendary Chaos Computer Congress. But, before we start, I have to apologize for the rough state of this lecture. Programmers call this alpha stage. I can tell you these programmers are brutal individuals, because they have no respect for the stack overflow. So bear with me and Arthur Elsinar, our portable human person here on stage. Some of you might remember Hugh Harry's lectures, where he extensively talked about computer-to-human communication and challenged human persons to wire themselves up with digital computers in the hope to create a new and unprecedented kind of collaboration between humans and machines. I took up this challenge with my Arthur Elsinar and have explored the human facial display as a site for digital computational expression. So, what will I talk about today? 
Today, I will present my latest research findings, and what I have found may surprise you, because these findings can have far-reaching political consequences. Now, you might wonder what I am talking about. Well, I have come to the conclusion that digital computers are far more suitable to explore the capabilities of the human facial display than the human neural counterpart, the brain. Now, it is likely, as humans, that you are very much conditioned to think by a particular kind of... So yeah, um, what I really like about this is that it mm -hmm. uh, shows the perspective of the computer rather than the human, actually. And Yeah, um, that's the, the whole reversal. Um, so yeah. you, you try to imagine from a computational perspective how you can look at, uh, at the peculiar human behavior, basically. And in this case, this is all about, the, of course, the facial expression of people and how they use their faces. And um, and then you see that this, say, this digital persona, perfect Paul that I created, that he um, becomes a little bit jealous as well uh, about this, this beautiful um, way of expression. <laughs> Um, but he also seems to not really understand it. Like he tries to uh, argue that the computer is far superior. Yeah, he's a little bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a bit arrogant in that sense um, because. <clears throat> and uh, there's ground for this as well because um, from this computational perspective, he he also demos in this lecture performance with what it really is. Um, that when you control a face with a computer instead of the, the brain, um, it can do stuff you can't do with your brain. Yeah, so, so he shows that he, is, um, he can control the face in, in indeed a superior way in terms of its uh, temporal accuracy, for example. So um, when you control a human face with a computer, you can sync it to music, for example, very precisely. And you would have a very hard time to do this yourself. You have, perhaps you have to train for years uh, and you can never um, um, achieve the accuracy that a computer can uh, achieve very easily. And so the difference between digital and neural, or perhaps you could say analog versus digital, that doesn't really go that far, um, that comparison, but um, um, is the, the, the crux or the, the essential part of why this is important um, to show. Yeah. Um, so it seems that, like you're quite a pioneer in this field, um, but uh, although I think you also base your work on previous research. Uh, <coughs> well, um, uh, I... You know, the, the, the person, the first time con uh, experimenting with electricity and the human face is a French doctor called uh, Duchenne de Boulogne. Mm -hmm. And what he actually was interested in is indeed facial expression in relation to the emotions. Mm -hmm. So, and with lo what he called local, localized electricity, he tried to find the, the what I what you call the motor point, that's where the nerve enters the muscle. Mm -hmm. And when you apply, when you apply a um, small electrical current to that point, you can control very pre precisely one specific muscle. Yeah. And he tried that out. 
um, in relation to the emotions. And then he would label these emotions or these, these muscles according to the emotion. Uh-huh. <coughs> yeah, so he had the muscle of joy and the muscle of anger and the muscle of contempt, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. I actually continued that line a little bit in my PhD research. Mm-hmm. And I was not interested in, say, these static emotions on the face. Hey, so you have a smile, a frown, and so on. Mm-hmm. No, I'm in, I was interested in um, sequences of facial expressions. Yeah, so it's really about movement of the face. It's about yeah. a choreography of the of the face. Yeah. And then I named... Uh, <coughs> Quite, uh, I took a, a little bit of a liberal uh, approach mm. in how I named these uh, these choreographic patterns. Yeah. Yeah, so, for example, when you have a movement of the lower lip over the vertical axis of the face, mm. I would call that a lip flip, for example, or a rotation around the nose, a nose loop, or a brow broom for the eyebrows going up and down. You know, that kind, yeah. of, um, that kind of language I developed for this, uh, for this project. Yeah, I also saw a short uh, fragment of uh, face shift. <coughs> that's like an earlier version. Uh, face shift, uh, that's actually a real dance uh, or choreography uh, piece for the face. Mm-hmm. Um, and that consists of a very simple process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is about this, the, the, the mirror symmetry of the face, where... Each side of the face is being controlled by an identical algorithm. Yeah. But one is slightly faster than the other one. Yeah. So you get, so it starts out in sync. Both sides of the face are being controlled exactly the same, but they slowly get out of sync with each other. Yeah. And that's why it's called face shift, mm-hmm. um, because then you get a complete loop around and then in the end they are syncing up again. Yeah. And then you do another set of muscles and another set and you speed it up over the over the time of the piece. Yeah. It's a nice piece actually. I yeah. sold this to the Stedelijk Museum actually ah. in uh, Amsterdam. Cool. Yeah, it actually it kind of surprised me and reminded me of a little experiment I did myself with um, just blue cubes that I would uh, like generate on the screen. And they also had like a tiny face shift. And uh, but for me, when I did this experiment, I was also really like uh, I also added a little bit of like dimming and stuff like that. And then it actually became emotional. And I was very surprised that like with this tiny, like exactly like this, what you were doing with your face, this face shift, you could create all these different emotions that would mm-hmm. um, basically um, transition into each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, and you can even see this in like non-human objects actually. Yeah. That's true. But, uh, but yeah, we are approaching the end of the yeah. hour. But what you also uh, just quickly, but what you also find when you start working on uh, uh, with rhythms and patterns, very quickly it becomes um, musical. You mm. don't have to do much. Mm-hmm. It, it very quickly becomes uh, musical. Also with the face, you know when I. But I think we have to finish off uh, our show here. Um, yes. Shall we finish it off um, and just? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well. Uh, thanks for uh, starting this new uh, program. Yeah. Um, it's it's really a pleasure. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to be uh, on, on the radio again. It's such a long time and I really miss this actually. So um, it's great. I can um, I can pick that up a little bit um, in the coming time. So Yes. So this will be Rumori. Mm-hmm. 
with three eyes yes because we are linked to the iii institute in uh, the hague and uh, we will talk a lot about art yeah looking forward to it so next month first first day of the month at 11 Zouden we toch zijn zonder Van Ginderen? Ja, Van Ginderen! Al 50 jaar tot uw dienst! 